0: Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast
1: where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist.
0: Welcome, compounding world. My name is Mike Delisio, and I'm your host of PCCA's podcast, The Mortar and Pestle. And I'm here joined with my co-host. I'm Sebastian Dennison. Hello. And welcome and we are here live at our international seminar. As I've mentioned on our prior podcast, we've had the opportunity to be surrounded by colleagues and professionals in the realm of compounding and we are really excited today to sit down with an incredible physician by the name of Dr. Pamela Smith. So welcome Pam. Good morning. We're so happy to have you here. Um, We've had the opportunity to work with you over several events and over several strategic initiatives um, over the last few years. And it means so much for us that you took time out of your schedule. Uh, We also have an autoimmune conference that is happening today and you are also speaking at that event. And it's it's just incredible that you took the time out of your schedule to come and sit down with us, so welcome.
1: Thank you, I'm very happy to be here.
0: Um, You and I have worked personally together, uh, multiple events. You've been a guest speaker of ours talking about different aspects of functional medicine, hormone replacement therapy, autoimmune. Um, obviously you've covered so many different topics. You have been practicing for quite some time as well and you've relied on compounding pharmacists as well. So I'm, I'm not gonna give the long-winded introduction. Um, we would like to talk to you about your background, how you got here, um, and a bit more about you as a physician.
1: Well, first of all, I want to let everybody know that I was very fortunate when I grew up, the pharmacist at the end of my block was a compounder. So when I went to medical school, I literally thought all pharmacists compounded. I was totally spoiled. I had some skin issues and my doctor would write a prescription I just went down to the end of my block and they compounded it and, and it worked out great. I've been very lucky in medicine to kind of have two careers. So this is my 41st year of practice, which I just can't believe. The first 20 years I was an ER doc at Detroit Receiving Hospital, which is a level one trauma center. And then for the last 24 years, because I had a few years of overlap, I've been very happy to be an anti-aging personalized medicine doc. And I'm very blessed that we have a very successful practice that really helps people from a personalized approach because the science is now here so that every single patient can have exactly what they need customized to them.
2: So so I've been to a lot of your lectures, fortunately as well, and I've heard you discuss how you started with um, A4M and the compounding aspect. You've had this upbringing, you've been aware of compounding, you've then you were spending all this time in the ER, but what triggered the switch to anti-aging and then this focus on A4M? (laughs) Oh, and sorry, A4M stands for uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. I'll, I'll let you describe it a little bit more, but I'm just curious, what was that light bulb moment for you? That changed.
1: The first light bulb part was when my partner, Dr. Cynthia Shelby Lane, in the ER came to me one day and said, hey, there's this new field that's starting, it's called anti-aging. The first conference is going to be held, do you want to go? And it was at a time that I was having a personal crisis in my own life, as was she. And so we looked at each other and said, hey, let's just get out of here and we'll go see what this is all about. It was very fortuitous. Because right about that time, I was having some issues sleeping, and I went to literally 11 doctors, and they all told me the same thing, take a sleeping pill. I said, well, I never had trouble sleeping. I'm a power sleeper. My head hits the pillow. I'm out. At the very first conference on anti-aging, there I was, second seminar, second slide, women without progesterone frequently have insomnia. I did the very first saliva test done in the Midwest. I had no, absolutely no progesterone at all. Went down to the end of my block to my compounder and said, hey Gary, I really don't know how much progesterone to give. I'm just starting to learn this field. He told me he compounded my progesterone and I slept like a baby within two days. Well, of course, at that point, I needed to learn much more uh, about a personalized medicine approach and became involved with the American Academy of Anti-Aging Physicians, which is an international organization that offers world-class educational experience to help physicians, uh, nurse clinicians, PAs, pharmacists, and other healthcare providers, and really educate them in this field and keep them updated because it does change all the time.
2: Oh, yeah. We've seen that evolution, even from the time I've started pharmacy practice. And we've seen that evolution in dosing and uh, education and understanding, implications of technology and how we're utilizing them and all of these tools. Like you said, saliva tests, the first one in the Midwest. That would have been back in the late 90s, early 2000. And now it's like you can't swing a mortar and pestle without hitting a tester (laughs) in in the the booth here. Um, But the next part to that is you when you started getting involved you became a leader in this
1: wasn't really expecting to but I, no. was, I was so excited because it really the science is here to do this and so it's so exciting but we need everybody on the same page we really need everybody and i hope everybody listening today decides to come and take the fellowship. You can take the entire thing online, except for one module does have to be taken in person, or you can take it all in person or mix and match. It's rotated around the country. I know you've done it, you know, Sebastian, and, and so it's something that really, I believe in the triad of the patient, the compounding pharmacist, and the practitioner. And so I love when pharmacists are fellowship trained, because that way we help the patient together.
2: I've, to back you up on your comment, I've completed the A4M fellowship, but I'm still learning every day. So I want to say thank you to your, to the entire A4M organization. Just for because I'm still learning, and I love it. It's the best part about coming because every every conference is like, oh, did you hear about this new technology and this new piece. And,
1: It's it's really fun. And we also have Ask the Professor, where Mm -hmm. people can actually send in their questions, the pharmacists, practitioners. Uh, We hold it uh, once or twice a month, and people can send in their actual patients and find out different information. We have several professors who run it, and that way you really get information from a lot of people that are well-versed in the field.
2: Well, that leads me into my next comment, is what changes are you seeing in the prescribers when you're talking about the fellowship? Are you seeing that sort of... Uh, change, like, or what you discussed something, and I don't want to take away from your thunder, but what are you starting to see at this point within prescribing, compounding, pharmacy?
1: Oh, it's really starting to change. People are becoming more aware of compounding in general. In fact, very recently, I had an issue where I was doing a sporting event and I cut my tongue. And I happened to be going to my dentist the next day and really looking at the idea of, you know, having my teeth cleaning. And I said, well, Kay, can you look at my tongue? Usually in the ER, we don't your tongues. And I said, well, I, I called my friendly compounding pharmacist and they gave me a little bit of lidocaine because I've got some canker sores where I cut it. And he looked at me, he goes, you should have called me. I would have put a little bit of antifungal in there for you. And so even my dentist is very much a very conventional dentist is really moving into an idea of a personalized approach with compounding.
2: Fantastic. And, and with that, do you, are you seeing kind of a, hey, we're, we're all going in this path. Pharmacy is going in the right direction. What You had a specific term that I want to pull from you. So you, you've said to me, like, we're almost at a tipping point uh. with... with with compounding, and that's usually a, a very positive term, so I want to hear your, your take on it. So, Because you're on the other side of the table, you're a prescriber, what do you see?
1: Medicine really is at a crossroads now, it truly is. We are at a tipping point, where because the science is exponentially changing so quickly, that I think everybody, it doesn't matter what field you are in healthcare, you really realize it's a personalized approach because the science is here to do it. And that just sets the foray for a physician to look at an anti-aging personalized medicine approach and for a compounder to be there to help them with the patient. You know, it, it's so important with my compounding pharmacists that I work directly with, that they support what I educate the patient with. Because if I instruct the patient to do something and my compounding pharmacist backs that up and goes back over it with the patient, then I get much better compliance. I don't get that at a quote unquote other pharmacy out there. I actually get that all the time with my compounders. It's wonderful.
2: And you work with multiple compounders within the Michigan area, and kind of actually across the entire U.S., and in some cases in Canada.
1: Well, I'm very blessed to have patients from around the world. And I'm very blessed to, I think I've worked with 14 different compounders directly. Uh, and because my office is seven miles from Canada, we do have a number of Canadians who come over and see us as well. And the great thing about PCCA is that all of my compounding um, practitioners that I work with, they're all on the same page, because they get their education at PCCA, and they also use PCCA products. So I don't have to say, please put my hormones in Versabase. They know to put it in. If I'm calling in a prescription that is going to be for psoriasis or something like that that's inflammatory, then it's so nice. I don't have to explain what Zematop is. I mean, it is just, it's wonderful. And I will tell you that my male patients absolutely love Atrevis base. They do, it's been a game changer in my males because most of my male patients don't use IM injections because they cheat and do sub-Q and it's really not sub-Q. It's an IM injection for testosterone. So I only have one patient on IM. Everybody else does transdermal. And when I started using Atrevis, wow. I could use lower doses, because I mean, men only make four to five milligrams of testosterone in a day. Why would you give someone 50? Right. Only if you couldn't get absorption. Um, so Because I do use only PCCA compounding pharmacies, I, I don't have to explain what Atrevis is. They don't have to order it in. They have it readily available. I just say, hey, put it in Atrevis. It's great.
0: Well, That's interesting. I, I didn't realize that you worked with 14 compounding pharmacists. All of those are PCCA members. Um, do you have any stories or anything that you can share when compounds were not filled by PCCA compounding pharmacists? I do. <laughs> hey, Mike, let's keep this on a positive note. Let's not talk about it.
1: <laughs> Actually, I do. Uh, in fact, I have one pharmacist that I have worked with forever. And, you know, I didn't think I had to specify Please put it in VersaBase. And he decided to save a few pennies. He thought he was going to make a little bit more money. And he started putting things in a different base made by a different company. All of a sudden, I'm getting all these calls to my office. All my patients were balanced hormonally. And then all of a sudden, they weren't it got to be so bad that I started pulling the charts and I realized it was one compounder. So I picked up the phone to them and I said, hey, did you guys change anything? And he goes, well, we actually decided to use a different base now. It's more cost effective for us. I said, great, I have a list of 63 people. I'm going to zip it on over to you. Will you please call all 63 of the patients and tell them that they're not doing better now because you changed the base and it was not what I wrote. He could not believe it. When he started calling them, he only got to the eighth patient. When he called me back, he goes, you're totally right. I'm changing back to PCCA bases. I should have put it in VersaBase and kept it there.
0: Yeah, and that's great, Pam. I appreciate you sharing that because you also are tied into our innovation, our R&D as a company. So you mentioned Travis as being the newest base for us to deliver Uh, testosterone transdermally Um, obviously at this seminar we were able to launch two new topical bases as well one called permeate uh, which is designed to deliver medications through the skin and those are anhydrous preparations and then obviously WO 6 which is our derm and cosmeceutical product so as you can see we're, we're always trying to work with you we're also trying to get your feedback as a physician to see what the patient outcomes are so this is probably the perfect example of the triad because i'm sitting next to a physician a pharmacist and myself as a potential patient. <laughs> so um, it's interesting to see how what the dialogue would be like. Sebastian, who's completed the A4M fellow, has a tremendous amount of knowledge, and uh, he is a subject matter expert in his own right. Um, we, Like I mentioned to start off the podcast, we've heard you speak. Um, we talked about A4M. We talked about continuing education. Obviously, when you spoke on behalf of PCCA at PCCA events, you were there as a guest speaker as well. What would you recommend to the average compounding pharmacist or potentially a physician as a starting point? Even, even before A4M, what is really important to create a foundation of knowledge?
1: Well, when you basically look at things, you can read the medical literature, but I think it's important to come to events that A4M has and to come to PCCA events because not only do you get basic education, but you also get all of the updates. It's huge. And so I love international at PCCA. I learned a whole bunch of new stuff here myself. You're always learning. Okay. Well, you've got to always learn. That's how you maintain memory. All right. So it's really key. I love um, the main event that we have at A4M. It's their international conference in December in Vegas, but really important also to actually be fellowship trained as a pharmacist, as a practitioner, so that you get ongoing knowledge that will help the patient and when i have a patient who comes in to see me and they say oh i have a a compounding pharmacist diaries i work with if i don't know them i call up the pharmacist and interview them and you know i'll say "Well, what kind of basis do you use what kind of experience do you have etc and i've actually called back patients and said you know what the pharmacy you use is not one i would use because they don't use pcca products they don't use PCCA hormones. They don't use PCCA bases. And I'm not going to get the same great results I get with my other patients. Is it okay if I change from the pharmacy you suggested to another one? And how have you shared that information with your colleagues within the A4M network? Oh, all the time. When I get up and teach and if it's not for CME, I do like to actually go right. over each base with my colleagues. So they get the same great results. They're reproducible.
2: hmm and you because I've been able to go to the modules separate from the fellowship. So that's available to pharmacists and prescribers. If they, if they don't want to take the full fellowship, they can still come and take module one, perhaps, oh. just as an introduction. They can come to, which would be your first module that you would recommend for? Anyone interested in the hormone field? Well,
1: if they're interested in hormones, it's certainly Module 1. That is all about hormones. Although the other day I had a compounding pharmacist that I had on the phone, and he was asking me about the fellowship, and he wanted to know more about gastrointestinal health. So I said, you know, you don't have to take the whole fellowship. You can just come take Module 4. That's all about GI health, because he was looking at autoimmune diseases. And, you know, again, with autoimmune diseases, we always do three things. Take the patient off of gluten fix their gut, and start them on compounded low-dose naltrexone. And so he's going to come to Module 4 as probably his only module, he thinks. Although most of the time when people become involved with A4M's fellowship, it's kind of addicting. So people end up taking more and more.
2: So now there's so much information that you've put together over the last 20 years within the fellowship. And me as a pharmacist, I get a prescription or I'm getting a new... um, Piece of information. Do we have any resources, or because I'm leading in somewhere, um, I've seen some new software that's being developed, and I'm I was hoping you could give us a little bit of a tour of it because it's just so useful within the within the compounding world at this point, especially with the hormone patients, with the nutritional patients, autoimmune disorder. So,
1: oh, absolutely. The system is called Healthy Fusion. And Healthy Fusion was developed by myself, three practitioners beside myself, a farm da chiropractor, a naturopath, and we were very lucky to also have a dentist become involved. And Healthy Fusion is an information system that is software-based. It is not um, a chart-based system. It's really just informational. And it's been seven years in development. It took us two years to keep it simple stupid, meaning that we wanted to be able to develop a system where you could pull up all this information with two to three clicks right in front of the patient. So in a pharmacy, you can be doing a consult and you can pull up all the information you need right in front of the patient so you don't have to spend hours at nighttime reading the medical literature because our medical board constantly updates it. You also can increase your nutritional sales in the pharmacy, because everybody has to stay in business. You don't help anybody if you don't stay in business. And so we actually did beta testing in compounding pharmacies and in medical practices. And all of us increased our nutritional sales at least by double, sometimes triple. So inside the system is nutritional medicines or nutritional depletions caused by medications. So the patient comes up to the pharmacy. They're standing at the checkout counter, and you see they're on metformin. Then you go, hey, you know, metformin depletes the body of a really important nutrient called coenzyme Q10, which is part of your energy, and B vitamins, et cetera. You can pull that up right at the register. And then you would sell, obviously, a Mm B-complex and a CoQ10. It has herbs, it has nutrients, it has patient handouts, it has handouts you can use to give talks, it has clinical conditions galore, and it has all the functional medicine tests there are inside the system. And so when we look at all of this, it gives you the conventional approach in the system and then a personalized medicine approach that you can get to with two clicks.
0: How can our listeners find more about Healthy Fusion?
1: you want to know more about Healthy Fusion, you can certainly email me, and I'm happy to contact you. You can email me at faafm63 at yahoo.com, faa 63 at yahoo.com. It's very inexpensive. We really try to price it right for the practitioner and for the pharmacist so we can all be on the same page.
0: And the direct website?
1: Um, the re- actually, contact me, and that way okay. I will help you get, because I love compounding pharmacists, I want to be able to get you the best pharmacy price available to become part of Healthy Fusion.
0: Wow, that's amazing, and thanks for doing a run-through, of it because we saw it yesterday, um, and we were thinking about how to complete that approach and the proper patient discussion through a consult and have that ability to pull up the information at your fingertips and have it readily available in a very easy manner and very well-put manner as well. It was beautiful to see, um, very well-designed as well, Pam. So I, I think that's going to take off. I, on that note, I'm going to ask you, you said that you constantly learn. It, the, the, the level of ed- education that you even have on your own end um, after 41 years of practice as a physician, what's next for you? Um, where do you see the, the next trend? Um, where Where's an area of focus that truly interests you where you feel that you are still building your knowledge base?
1: Well, a couple of different things. Nutrients are really important. So the book I wrote, What You Must Know About Vitamins, Minerals, Herbs, and More, 10 years ago, I am now writing the updated version, which will be out in February. So that will be all new and updated. And then next year, just before International, I will have out a new book, and that will be What You Must Know About Autoimmune Diseases. Because a lot of what is going to happen In medicine and pharmacy world is about autoimmune diseases, and I'm so excited that PCCA next year for international is going to focus on autoimmune. That's awesome. Right. Well,
0: today. So yeah. Well, today (laughs) and well, next year it's only going to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. I think this is a starting point for us too. Um, For our audience who's not as familiar with Dr. Smith, you have written several books. Um, I'm trying to figure out when you sleep. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't because she yeah, didn't have she, enough progesterone, yeah, so to put that,
0: that, that problem to you got to so use. much going on, um, and, and great to hear that you have two new books being released really soon. Uh, I know even as a fan of yours and someone who's heard you speak many, many times, your books are incredible um, and very easy to understand for the common listener, so I think that's really important too, um, just very good knowledge in a very compact way where it's easy to learn. So. I appreciate what you've done as, a, as an author.
1: Oh, thank you. I, yeah. my, you know, and Majoring in English, in all honesty, my professors from college would be appalled because people think of bullet-style format, so right. they're in bullet-style format. But easy to learn. And they are easy to learn. Again, we want everybody on the same page. There's so many references in the books. There's so many references at Healthy Fusion that the patient, now needs to understand that really all of us are the people that are ahead of everybody else of conventional medicine because we are the people that are doing the actual science. Even articles that came out yesterday are already in Healthy Fusion. Those are articles that are already the compounding pharmacies um, that belong to PCCA. They get that advanced information. So really we are all ahead of the game. We want our patients to be healthy.
0: We, um, we had the opportunity to sit down with two compounding pharmacists this week. Uh, we recorded podcasts with them. A lot of what they had to share was positive patient outcomes. Um, we hear it at the pharmacy level because obviously the face-to-face relationships, the individuals that continuously visit their compounding pharmacy potentially even 15, 16 years after they were treated to thank them in terms of changing their lives. Are there any stories that you can share, patients that you've cared for? Um, I know you care for thousands of patients, um, but some that their lives have been changed as a result of compounded medication.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm thinking of one patient who, honestly, their life would not be the same because they had a, a level A job and really couldn't function very well in it. And lent to 22 practitioners. 22 of them and they all thought that this was a psychological issue so we just started with one thing because you know you can't fix everything at one time you just want to start with one and she was sitting there before me very intelligent woman but you could see that she just couldn't always connect the dots anymore and so we looked at hormones you know what that was only part of the picture we looked at gut that was only part of the picture And then she started having some numbness and tingling, so she had a peripheral neuropathy. Memory was not rapid-fire anymore. And to make a long story short, we fixed all those things, but it wasn't until we found out that she had Lyme disease that was chronic that we actually went and helped her get back to the person that she always was with rapid-fire memory, huge amount of energy. So a lot of people have more than one thing. You can only fix one thing at a time. But we went back and we fixed all of those. And now this is the same person that, quote unquote, I used to be. That's how she describes it. So it's very rewarding, but I could not have done it without my friendly compounding pharmacist. That's amazing.
2: There, there may have been a couple of compounding pharmacists <laughs> involved in that case, if I remember correctly. So there was a, it was a great team effort, and we really appreciate you being the spearhead. Uh, Dr. Pam Smith, you are, let me see if I got this right, a physician, a mother, a best-selling author, an innovator and leader of the A4M, and just an all around good person to, to spend some time with. Is there anything else that you don't do? Like, I think that's, a, that's almost a better question.
1: Oh, yes, please do not ask me to sing. <laughs> I, have, I have lots of rhythm, can't sing. You know, I always think that God gives everybody certain talents to do what you should do in your life. And I'm just very blessed that God gave me some talents that I can help people with.
2: Well, we do have the mic in front of you. So if you want to give the we, singing a try. We have three mics in front of us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm not,
1: I'm none of us are going to be singing. We are not going <laughs> to harmonize.
2: <laughs> but I, I, I'm really, like, I could talk to you all day. We could talk about patients. We could talk about uh, different care programs. We could talk about uh, specific needs. But if you were to say to uh, uh, a pharmacist, why get into compounding today? Why? what? To help me make the decision to, to look at compounding as a, as, a, as a path for my pharmacy, for my career, as a, as, as a new person, without any of the context, without any of the, all the other pieces, because there's so much pressure on pharmacists to, to, to do everything but compound. What would be the one piece that you could say to them to say, this will be it, this will, this will make your career?
1: Number one, if you compound, you're not just a pill counter, okay? I think it would be very important. Most of the pharmacists I know are really, really smart people. I think it would be boring just to stand there at the counter and count out little pills and put them in little packages. This way you can have a very personal relationship with a patient, you can do consults, and you get better outcomes. Yes, of course, if someone needs a statin drug, then you would any pharmacy would be filling that prescription. But there's so many other ways to lower cholesterol. A compounding pharmacy can, pharmacists can sit there and help the patient with that and really look at berberine and look at garlic and all the other modalities to lower it. And if the patient does need a statin drug and they may still need one, they know that the body gets depleted in Q10. I can't think of anything more exciting than being a compounding pharmacy in today's world because as a compounding pharmacist, You are the future of medicine.
2: Powerful, powerful advice. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Extremely powerful, and we've said it over and over again, but I've heard you speak probably 10 times, maybe 12. Um, I've learned so much, and I'm not a healthcare professional or practitioner in any way, but the amount of knowledge that I've been able to absorb off of your discussions, um, hearing you speak to physicians and pharmacists has been amazing. Because whenever I have any issue, I just think back. I'm like, what would Pam talk about in this in this particular <laughs> aspect? And then go back and do my research and, and go back to your notes. Um, because I think you, you've you been responsible for teaching and training so many different professionals in our realm. And it continues. And you continue to learn yourself. So um, this is just one aspect. We wanted to get the voice out and make sure that people were able to hear you as well. Um, on a more comfortable side of things, and just in an overall discussion about where we're at and where we're going. So, uh, Pam, there's multiple ways that people can find you. I know you, d- you just recently shared your email address. You also have a podcast of your own. So, I know we, we wa- definitely wanted to mention that so our listeners out there can definitely tune into you as well. So how can we find your podcast?
1: Actually, if you just email me, what you can end up doing is you'll be able to see all the different modalities we have. And we can help you from podcasts to books. If you want books in your pharmacy, we're happy to give them to you wholesale. We really just want to help people. So faafm63 at yahoo.com. If you have a question, you want to do healthy fusion, you want to become involved in A4M, everything goes to that central location, which keeps me sane, okay? And my cortisol normal. And then whatever you want will direct you to that particular avenue.
0: That's amazing. And I I encourage our listeners out there to, to reach out to you to learn more about A4M, about healthy fusion, and about how physicians can change the lives of compounding pharmacists as well. A couple of other options of uh, hearing, Pam, certainly coming
2: through the PCCA ecosystem. Uh, PCCA Play does have some of your uh, uh, lectures. We were able to capture those. And finally, if you do get an opportunity, uh, ask the professor. You have a direct link to any of your uh, webinars and just being able to ask in real time questions. And it's absolutely fantastic to be able to listen to those and be able to pick your brain directly. So. And by the way, if you do email her, she will get back to you really, really fast. It's, uh, it's the sneaky email, and I can't believe you're giving it out to everyone. Now I'm going to be way down the list
0: when I send you a questions. So. No, you won't. <laughs> it, it, I'm going back to it. Pam always said the importance of sleep, and I don't think she sleeps. I'm, I, she's still running low progesterone. She's like, I'm serious. But her cortisol is in check, so <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's all good. But thank you so much for doing this, Pam. We really appreciate it. We know that you have a very busy day ahead at the Autoimmune Conference. so You took some time to sit down with us. Thank you. I know our audience definitely appreciates it.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it as well.
0: Great. I want to thank all the listeners out there for tuning into this podcast of The Mortar and Pestle. Um, we will be joining you in the next few weeks as our episodes are released as well. Uh, in order to find us on social media, please find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously at our direct website at www.pccarx.com. Please remind yourself to subscribe to our blog and as well as this podcast. Uh, don't forget to obviously subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Until the next time, I am Mike Delisio. I'm Sebastian Dennison. And we will see you soon. Thank you so much.